WildTalkRadio.com. Theme song! This is the Firefly Funhouse! And I want to introduce you to some very special friends that I've met along the way. Hey, this is Adam Copeland, a.k.a. the Rated R Superstar. Hey guys, this is Renee Paquette. This is Kane from WWE. This is WWE Superstar Drew McIntyre. Hello, this is WWE Hall of Famer, the Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels. Hi, this is Bree, and this is Nikki, and we're the Battle Twins. This is Christopher Daniels, and what I like to do on my off days is listen to the rap, and now you are and it is awesome. Satisfaction is guaranteed. It's time to experience the award-winning The Rack. Goodness gracious, great balls of fire. I love kickball. I'm back taking souls and digging holes. I'm going to break you, bitch. You hear me? You can love, but you can't touch. Ruthless <laughs> aggression. With your host. They've been lying to you. Heroes don't exist. Y'all become addicted to the illusion of what a hero does for you. Have I mentioned that I was uh, once addicted to eating sponges? Lindsay Ward. Look at me, woman. And you can just call me Taker. Oh my god, it's Taker. Taker, Taker, Taker. Does Taker hate me? Oh my god, it's Taker. And she was a wicked, wicked child who spat and swore and shoot to back. I like puppets. Stickers! And her producer, Sir Rockin. My little creatures of the night will now experience the magical art of puppetry. <laughs> what the game is playing. Live on the Wild Talk Radio Network. We're here. Yowie wowie. Welcome to The Racket here on WildTalkRadio.com, brought to you by our friends over at MBG Films. Check them out at YouTube.com slash MBG1211. And if you're listening to us over on RockRadioShow.com, WildTalkRadio.com, or directly on Twitch, thank you so much for tuning in. We greatly appreciate it. If you're on Twitch and you happen to have a Prime Gaming sub available, well, you can use it here for free for 30 days. All you have to do is hit the little purple button on the bottom of the screen, and you can subscribe for free. It is that simple. You can also subscribe the regular way, follow and chat. Hang out in the or hang out in chat, follow or listen to the archive. We are happy to have you any way we can get you. I am your host Lindsay Ward. Joining me as always is the ever faithful producer slash co-host slash handyman Sir Rockin. We're here with live. It's a Thursday night. It's three sixteen day for Austin three sixteen. What I said, Austin three sixteen. It's a day that will go down in history because it says three sixteen. So we created a holiday for for that. I guess. You all get Star Wars Day. We, we wrestling fans should get 316 Day. I mean, I mean, it's up. only fair that we get it. It only makes sense. You tweet and us. This- you can tweet us at Wild Talk Radio at Rock Radio Show Islands. We're called WildTalkRadio.com, RockRadioShow.com, or Twitch.tv/slash/WTLive, and interact with us here tonight. In this world of worlds, where you know there's a lot 
that's, you know, bringing us down. I think we deserve nice things, so I'm not against inventing a fake holiday around Stone Cold Steve Austin, because in the grand scheme of things, I feel like we all deserve that in life, you know? Just yeah. just a tad. We do. So we're we're gonna we're gonna celebrate three sixteen day. Um which by the way, it is the day before WWE two K twenty three drops and we were able to preview WWE two K twenty three. So if you'd like to see gameplay or if you'd like to listen to Rock and I's full review of the game, you can check that out. We have our review out on all the socials and all the channels and all the things, and I'm exporting my gameplay of WWE 2K23 to my YouTube channel right now. So youtube.com slash at symbolinsward. Um, or just go tour anything Rock Radio Show and you'll find all of it. So you can watch and listen to your heart's content. And just to let you know, it's in. I still can't play it, but it's fun. You can go to youtube.com slash Rock Radio Show. The full review with a bunch of entrances is there. You can go to all the podcasting platforms. You can get the Rock Extra reviews. WWE2K23, that's all available for listening and all the things, so get it wherever you get your podcast. We did a thing, it's there, it's available. We'll more WWE2K23 content in the coming days, as we're, I'm posting shorts daily on the YouTube channel. We have one with Steve for Steve Austin Day, Steve Austin, Stone Cold LA Night, that's available. We have Sami Zayn as Roman Reigns up there as well, so you can check them out all on our YouTube channel, even on our Instagram or the the WTR live Instagram at Wild Talk Radio and even maybe our TikTok, but um, TikTok. Oh God, there it's, it's, it's TikTok is a special place for special individuals. So if you use that platform, it's 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 up there too. I, I it's it's we we have to, it's it's twenty twenty three. We have to post on. I I don't want to, but we're doing it. You're a good social media person. We're posting we, on the talk ticks. We're posting on the talk ticks. We have Instagram reels. I, I did so much social media. YouTube shorts. Actually, didn't... Was it Instagram or was it YouTube that just demonetized the shorts? I think it was Instagram. I think Instagram stopped, like, monetizing... Reels. Reels. Yeah, because a bunch of people were pissed off about it. They're like, what the hell? Um... Now, now you can make videos longer on on Toctic. I did, I, 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 I don't know. I'm just waiting for it all to merge into like one mono platform, like, because that's essentially what's beginning to happen. Is like they all have the same features. Like, I am in the hell space that is Tumblr. Tumblr is trying to have like a shop section. Why the fuck would you have a shop section on Tumblr? Why? I don't, who, why, are you, why are we still on Tumblr in 2023? Because Twitter is the devil. Everybody left Tumblr because they took the porn off of Tumblr and they went to Twitter and then Elon Musk bought Twitter and is in the process of trying to kill it. And so everybody <laughs> came back to Tumblr. <laughs> I'm going to cube my creation. No, anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> there's that. Anyway, uh, so it's all the content. There's going to be content through WrestleMania with WWE 2K23. We'll have videos and live streams and all that stuff coming up. So go check out the review, bottom line. And that's the bottom line. So go check it out. YouTube.com slash Rock Creator Show or on any podcasting platform. Ding. But we have stuff to get into um, because we have news. We have a lot of news that we have to talk about. 
Um, and I'm actually going to start with the bulk of it uh, with AE of the W's um, because they have a lot of news this week. They've been quite busy. Um, so let's let's jump in just right there. So the AEW Canadian Invasion is coming, guys. You can see AEW Dynamite and Rampage and all the things um, Wednesday, June 28th. Uh, they'll be in Ontario for their, I think their very first show in Ontario? For their first Ontario, yeah, for, in Hamilton, Ontario. At the first Ontario Center in Hamilton, Ontario. So, there's that on July 5th. They will be live from Rogers Place in Edmonton, Alberta. Dramatic pause, Canada. On July 12th, they'll be in the Sastel Center in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. On July 14th, they will be in the Brant Center in Regina, Saskatchewan. On July 15th, they will be at the Saddle Dome as part of Canada's iconic cultural event, the Calgary Stampede, in Calgary, Alberta. Dramatic pause, Canada. No, it's Cal- um, it's Calgary. Dramatic pause, Alberta, Canada. That's how. That, just let me live. But that's how it go. That's just saying. I don't want to get copyright stricken. That's too late now. Tickets go on sale for most shows on March 24th. However, as of tomorrow. You can get the shows for Calgary. So if you're interested in attending um, various AEW events, most of them are uh, Dynamite and Rampage. However, there are a couple special events that are going to be just um, like house shows and that kind of thing. So if you want to get your tickets, go to your fine ticket sellers wherever you buy AEW tickets. Um, I don't know what it is in Canada. Is it Ticketmaster? For more information, go to awtix.com. T-I-S. There we go. Ding! Uh... The Scotiabank Center will play host to the Forbidden Door pay-per-view on Sunday, June 25th. Also, in tar- this one will be in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Mm. Rampage will be airing in different time slots over the next two weeks during other sports taking precedence on TNT. Basically, March Madness, y'all. Well, March Madness. Well, one of them is March Madness. The other is a soccer game. Um, so this tomorrow's show will air at 11 p.m. Eastern, and we'll have a lead-in on the basketball game. And then next week, Rampage will air on Saturday instead of Friday at 10 p.m. Eastern, as there is the United States men national team playing a game, and so they're taking Rampage's usual slot. I don't even think it's like a big game. I think it's just a game, it's right? Just, I, I, don't, I have no idea. But they're going to take over a Rampage spot, so it's going to be on Saturday next week. Friday, uh, Friday, tomorrow, Friday, 11.30 p.m. Eastern, or whenever the game concludes and all the wrap-up is done. And then coming in May, well, there's going to be changes, too, because there was supposed to be a live rampage at the uh, right before Memorial Day weekend, that Friday before. Mm-hmm. That's been canceled. Now that's part of a double taping that Wednesday because TNT has a playoff game, so they wouldn't be able to air rampage live. So... No, that one's going to be moved to a Saturday. That Rampage, I think, is moving to Saturday before Double or Nothing. Oh, okay. All right. There, there's a lot. If you like Rampage, you're going to have to go check your local listings for time on the availability this spring. No, don't you dare accuse me of being the AEW insider. Don't you dare. Because it's not true. She's the AEW in- expert. That's that's. No. Yeah, yeah. I am none of these things. You are Do not all accuse the, me. You, it's not accusing. It's factual statements. I, I am being accused of something that I am not. Factual statements. No. Factual, no, that's factual, not true. Factual statements. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Taya Valkyrie has finished up with Impact Wrestling, and she is all elite as she's signed with AEW. 
Yep, her contract with Impact Wrestling ended a couple weeks ago. She wrapped up. She's done. She still has dates with MLW. She's been working with the NWA, but now she has finally found a home. AEW since being released from WWE last year. So I mean, I think that's a solid pickup. Good for her. Hopefully she brings another name to the roster. She was going to be feuding with Jade Cargill. We're out of the blocks. Problem losing. So, here we go. There you go. Sarah Stock has joined AEW as a producer. It's kind of weird. They, like, did a whole formal introduction for her and everything. I mean, it's cool. It's very cool. Don't get me wrong, but it was kind of weird. I guess it was her hometown or something. I guess so. Must have been. But congratulations to her. And last but not least, in breaking news, Stu Grayson has returned to AEW as he is once again all elite. He appeared on Dynamite last night. Turning to the Dark Order to feud against um, Blackpool Combat Club, and now he's once again back with the company. He he came to a, a contract dispute with them last year and left, so now he's back. So congratulations. Uh, moving on to WWE, somebody else is moving on. The Bella Twins—they are no more. They officially left WWE's um, umbrella. And they are now going by the Dark Garcia twins. I think this is the first time in a long time that both of them have not been a part of WWE. And so they are on the next step of their exciting journey. Yeah, it's weird. Like They have this whole Bella Army, Bella brand, all these things, and merch, and all these things. And now they're going to be rebranded as the Garcia twins, which is their real ass name. They have a new show on Sirius XM Radio. And probably whatever platform um, they're going to be on for television will be as the Garcia twins. It'd be weird. It's like weird calling them Nikki and Brie Garcia, but something to, or Nicole and Brianna or Brie or whatever you want, however they're going to do it. Um, I think they can still go by Nikki and Brie. Like, no, that... I, I, I don't know if they want to go because she sometimes uses Brianna or Brie and Nicole goes Nikki or Nicole. So who, whatever they formally want to use their, their names. Um, so when they can return to reality TV, they'll probably be as the Garcia twins, whatever ventures they're doing. So it's new branding. Best of luck to them with a rebrand. Because rebranding is hard, especially when you've been in the public domain for so long. So changing your, basically your whole brand. Yeah, but if anybody can pull it off, it's them. Yeah, so they, they, their contract came up with WWE and they left on mutual terms so they could go back. But WWE owns the Bella Twin name, so they can no longer use it. I've always wondered... Like, especially because they're just going to vault the property, more or less, because they can't... Right, well, I guess they can continue to use the likeness, but they're just going to bench the property if they couldn't, like, I don't know, sell it to them for something. You probably could, or you hope it laps over time, the the, the trademark, because that's how Santino Morella, Santino Morella, in Impact Wrestling, his name, his trademark with WWE lapsed. And impact scooped it up. So you can always, like, you, you can always come you can always come to some sort of agreement, but I guess to them it's not worth the money right now. I mean that's fair, and it's a clean slate thing where they want to leave that behind and move forward under their own name. So good for them. It's a new chapter in their lives. So there you go. Uh, WWE twenty four WrestleMania thirty eight is set to premiere on March twenty seventh. Yeah, check it out on the Peacocks. Ding. Rey Mysterio and the Great Muda have both been announced for the WWE Hall of Fame, so congratulations to them. Yeah, we we heard about Rey on, on SmackDown. Great Muda they announced on, on the bump. Ric Flair will induct him. Rey Mysterio will be inducted by Conan. They're going to do probably a smaller class this year for the Hall of Fame. I think last year's was small too, but they're going to be doing a smaller-ish class this go-around. So. And this was in exchange, I think, like part of the deal for Shinsuke going over. Muda would come in over and be inducted into the Hall of Fame. I'm going to be completely honest. I'm here for a smaller Hall of Fame class. I think everyone. Is that wrong? 
think everyone is. I mean, we had a smaller Hall of Fame class last year, but The Undertaker spoke for an hour, so <laughs> here we are. Yeah. Mark, Mark took his moment, man, and I don't blame him. After 30 years of not being able to talk and, like, tell your stories and you did kayfabe the whole time, like, he deserves it. But especially with them airing it, like, after SmackDown and them doing it after SmackDown, I... I really think a smaller Hall of Fame class is the way to go, especially since you're kind of sort of catching up really, really rapidly to modern times. Like, there are plenty of people that could still go into the WWE Hall of Fame. Do not get me wrong. Like, they have plenty of names left. But it's really more like the marquee names that they're, I think, beginning to struggle with. Because it's who all from the marquee list can you really induct that, you know, isn't from the basically from the Attitude Era or even hitting the Ruthless Aggression Era. And so it's trying to figure all that out and move forward. So I'm here for them doing a smaller class with less names because it takes less time. It does. It takes less time for them. But you got names like The Rock and Batista and John oh, yeah, Cena no, you- and, 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 and the like to go in as headliners in the, in the next decade. Yeah, but still, it's, you know, it's, let's just slow it down. Let's just do a little yeah. bit less. It'll be 2020. What, 2038 and Dolph Ziggler will be your headliner. Are we sure about that? <laughs> you say they're running out of names, so by that point, it'll be fine for him. I guess. And last but certainly not least, SmackDown is headed to Puerto Rico the night before Backlash. I think we reported this before. No, so Backlash, or Backlash is going to be in Puerto Rico. So now they, announced, right. like, they just announced yesterday that SmackDown will be taking place there. Okay, so that'll be cool. Yeah, so it's a nice, just like they did, they're doing, no, the one we announced was for London, before Money in the Bank. Mm. So, they're gonna, that's, if you're gonna go overseas, you might as well, or cross the border, or whatever you want to call it, you might as well, you know, bring the show before it, they're in the same building, get a big reaction, they did it in Montreal, they're doing it for, for Money in the Bank, and they're gonna be doing it for Backlash. So, it'll be a nice change of scenery, a different crown, all those things. That'll be good. And moving on to the other category in terms of the news, we are talking about Impact Wrestling, and there's some shakeups going on. Uh, Anthem Sports and Entertainment today announced that Impact Wrestling has been moved under a new reorganized separate operating group titled titled Anthem Sports Group, Inc., a group which will be headed by sports executive Richard Schaefer. Joining Impact under the new group are the Invicta Fighting Championships and Fight Network. Meanwhile, Impact EVP Scott Demore has been promoted to the president of Impact Wrestling and will be reporting directly to Schaefer. That's a big move. Yeah. I thought executive vice president was above president, but okay. Here we are. No. No? No, no EVP v- isn't. Or, no, oh, the president e- is. Yeah, EVP. Yeah, that makes sense now. Never mind. CEO, I think, is above president yeah ceo and is about president yeah but yeah no so that's that's a big shakeup. very curious to see what they do and how they move forward like impact has been doing a wonderful job so far of rebuilding themselves after the troubles a few years ago mm-hmm. actually several years ago now but um you know considering the fact that at one point they were almost bankrupt a couple times like <laughs> only a couple only a couple you know they, they made it through the gumption of impact wrestling they pulled themselves up by their bootstraps and they rebuilt themselves and good on them they did. And finally for Impact, Ky- Kylan King signs with Impact Wrestling? Kylan King, yeah. She was oh, from, she, she, she was from uh, AEW, was there for a little bit, and now she's with Impact Wrestling. All right, so congratulations to her. And with that, the Blaine Brunts. Bones breaking. Backs cracking. 
Shoulder Snap. It's this week's Injury Roundup. What do we got? Okay. No, the sound cut out, so I didn't know what it is. You're good. <laughs> Discord, everybody. Discord. Uh, so, Kofi Kingston is out with an ankle injury. Hashtag blame Brent. Okay. And Danhausen is out with a torn pack. Hashtag blame Brent. Yeah, Danhausen tweeted he has a torn pack. <laughs> so I guess it's cursed. His, it's cursed. He wrestled on the pay per view and is now cursed. Poor Danhausen. And with that, I say we take our first and only break of the evening. And when we come back, we're going to be doing our Steve Austin tier list. You don't want to miss it. So you're listening to the rack right here on WallTalkRadio.com, and we'll be right back. Are you following us on twitch.tv slash WTR live? Do you have Amazon Prime? If so, you can link it to your Twitch account and subscribe to our Twitch channel for free with Twitch Prime. It's the easiest way to help support us for free. Every Sunday night, the evolution continues with Wrestle Talk Radio, giving you all the latest happenings in sports entertainment. With the intern, the producer, the original Tim Stein, and sometimes, a K-Sheet. It's WTR Sunday night, 10 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Mountain, only on the Wild Talk Radio Network. Like what you hear? Subscribe to The Rack on Apple Podcasts. Just search for The Rack Radio Show. And while you're there, leave us a review and tell us your thoughts on your favorite show on a Thursday night. This just into the CB Radio News Desk. CB Radio is moving. Sources tell us that CB Radio is moving to a brand new start time. Wait a minute, sources tell you what? Sources tell us that CB Radio is moving to a new start time of 11.30 p.m. Eastern. Are these the same sources that said that Fuzzy Wuzzy wasn't a bear? Confirmed. I don't know if we can trust it. Trust the sources, CB Radio is now going to be live every Saturday night, 11.30 p.m. Eastern, 8.30 p.m. on the Pacific. But what about midnightish? Still midnightish Atlantic time. That's a relief. We are still your only excuse to be home on a Saturday night, just earlier. Every Monday night, once Monday Night Raw ends, the Raw Post Show goes live. You want to hear a story? Give me a hell yeah! Join Lindsay and Sir Rockin' as they give their opinions on what they liked. What? What they didn't like. What? And what left them completely confused. What? It's the Raw Post Show. What? Monday nights. What? 11 p.m. Eastern. What? Live on the Wild Talk Radio Network. And that's the bottom line. Just go, go, Did you know you can use support a creator code Rock and Sock in the Fortnite item shop? That's R O C K N S O C K in the Fortnite item shop. 
That's a hashtag ad, because we are a hashtag epic partner. You think you know me. Hey, this is Adam Copeland, a.k.a. the Rated R Superstar, a.k.a. Dwight Hendrickson from Haven, and you are listening to The Rack. Right here on wildtalkradio.com, brought to you by our friends over at MBG Films. Check them out at youtube.com slash MBG1211. And if you're listening to us over on rockradioshow.com, wildtalkradio.com, or directly on Twitch, thank you so much for tuning in. We greatly appreciate it. If you're on Twitch and you happen to have a Prime Gaming sub available, we can hear for free for 30 days. All you have to do is hit the little purple button down at the bottom of the screen and you can subscribe for free. It is that simple. You can also subscribe the regular way, follow the channel, hang out and chat, or listen to the archive. We are happy to have you any way we can get you. And with that, everybody, in celebration of 316 Day, Steve Austin Day, we are doing a Steve Austin tier list. We are rating some of Austin's favorite moments or at least our favorite moments of steve austin and we are going to rank them from classic all the way down to overplayed which should be fun so it's classic vintage what underrated overplayed so where do you want to begin do you want me to go in order you can do it any way you want okay i'm going to go in order based on the holy sheet okay so let's start it austin versus tyson tyson and austin Tyson and Austin, you ruined it. Um, to me, I ruined it. No, that's what Vince said. You ruined it. Mm. Like this was a big moment. Like when you think of Austin moments, it's him getting in the face of Mike Tyson. It was a big moment. I'm just sitting here and I'm kind of wondering. I'm like, in terms of the annals of WWE, though, like how relevant is it today? Oh, it's so. it's still relevant because it was the moment that kicked off like everything like there are other moments that sort of swayed things but this was like the mainstream big push because it made all the headlines in newspapers when newspapers were a thing it was on all the tv talk shows and everything to me it's classic that, so that, that that's where we that's top tier austin moments okay i can give you that uh-huh. see it doesn't have the same significance to me because i wasn't watching then so mm-hmm. I didn't see it. So to me, it's like I've seen it, obviously, on replays and everything. When they talk about Austin, they talk about Austin and Tyson, and it was a cool moment. But to me, it doesn't have the same impact. So I can't rank it as high because I wasn't in the moment watching. I, I, I believe that. That's why I ask, is like, is it still relevant today? Because when you think of everything that's happened since then, it's like, it, I feel like it gets a little kind of lost in the shuffle sometimes. Because other people talk about some other moments, which we'll get it. Too, but significance, it's classic. Okay. What's next? Up next, we have the, I'm just going to go ahead and say it, classic Austin beer truck moment, which ties to another moment. Um, This is classic. This is iconic WWE. Um, Pretty much anybody worth their salt knows about the Austin beer truck incident in the Attitude Era in the 90s, in part because 
It is replayed in every video package that they ever talk about the Attitude Era. That moment is shown because it is so strong and so iconic. It is so strong and so iconic, yeah. Because it's like you just... Because I feel like for wrestling, at least televised wrestling at the time, nobody would ever think that Steve Austin, let alone any professional wrestler, would roll up in a beer truck with a hose and spray his boss and the boss's cronies down with beer. To set up a big match the six days before WrestleMania. Because Austin hit the ring, didn't he? No, that was with the Zamboni. That was with the Zamboni. Okay, all right. Beer truck. And you would hit the he, ring on one of them. Beer truck. He stopped right before, I believe. I think it's Zamboni. He's he just cranked it and hit the ring. Okay. But yeah, I I have to put this as classic. That's classic. I'm with you. So up next, we have Steve Austin singing to Vince McMahon. <laughs> oh. Pre-Alliance Austin, heel Austin, going nuts, and starting to strum a guitar. This goes what? <laughs> that's, that's what this category is made for. He's sitting there with a guitar, going what? It's just and, and singing to Vince McMahon, and it became it was a thing for him. It's like what? And that's why it should be in the what? Because he was psychotic. It was utterly psychotic. So we're, I'm going to stay with it, right? I think I'm yeah, probably, I'm, do the cowboy hats. Do the cowboy hats. Ca- cowboy hat goes with it. It goes to what? Because <laughs> it was when it was Kurt and Austin together, and it was just for WWE at that point, it was actually peak comedy. It was. It, it really was. People talk a lot of shit about that time period because it was, it was the, the Alliance time and everything like that. But Austin and Kurt had so, ca- so much chemistry. <laughs> it's Austin with the cowboy hat. And then Kurt got the little cowboy hat from um, from Steve Austin as a joke, but he he bought into it, and then he bought. It. So in return, Kurt got badges for Austin and Vince and himself, and he made himself this big big badge and and everything like that in retaliation. And then we don't need no stinking badges, and he, Austin chucked his and everything like that. Yeah, this, this, that was pure comedy. It was great. They had great chemistry. You had to be there. You did. Um, I but, know people, just to like sidetrack, I know people talk shit about the Alliance storyline, like the whole thing. I'm not going to lie. That was one of my most favorite storylines. It got weird at the end. Like, I will give everybody all the, all the acceptance of the world that the ending was bad. But when it first started, it was one of the hottest things. And when Austin went over to the Alliance, oh my God. Okay, well, let's talk about that. That's a vintage. I don't think that's classic. I would say that's vintage. That's like a vintage Austin moment because what kind of like sets all of that up is that they were going to do the five on five, and Austin, right? Austin was team captain for WWF. Yeah, and you had, it was Austin, The Undertaker, Kane, Jericho, and shit, who's the fifth? Kurt. Kurt. Thank you. And it was like, I wasn't sure if he was a part of it at that point or not. I can't remember, no, like, all of that. But no, I just remember. Because, no, I'm going to explain to you. The, all, the the cowboy hat stuff was, like, two weeks before that. Okay. That's what I thought, but I can't, like, it's fuzzy. It's fuzzy, but that's all the, the singing and the cowboy hat. All that's together. Yeah, I know all of that goes together, but it's, like, in terms of the cu- timeline, I couldn't remember if the, that stuff was before or after. Right but before. anyway, right like, you have the most begrudging grumbly grumpy team for team wwf because it's the undertaker and austin teaming together 
Like, Jericho's just happy to be there. There's Kurt providing the comedy, and Kane's just doing Kane things. But The Undertaker and Austin are just like, I don't want to fucking be here. Because it was Biker Taker at this point. It was like we were well into Biker Taker persona. And it was just so good. Where they were just like, I hate you. I hate you back. Like, it's just, I love the Alliance storyline. But yeah, this, this, in terms of Austin joining the Alliance, that was a huge moment because he just betrays WWE. Mm-hmm. And he betrays everybody. And it's like, oh my God, they got Steve Austin. What do we do? Tune in next week. And that's where they call Dwayne. Um, and that's where they called Dwayne and Hollywood Rock came back. Um, so we're going to stay within this whole time period, right? Okay. And I'm going to pick out the next one. We're going to do okay. Austin Appreciation Night. So we're now two months into the Alliance. Two months in, two months into every, like Austin being there. And he just won back the WWF title for, or kept retained the WWF title at SummerSlam. So they're like, we're going to have a, a an Austin Appreciation Night. And everyone's giving their best, you know... They do the the vignettes backstage, and everyone's doing their their best, you know, Steve Austin impression, and telling them their favorite Steve Austin moments, and yada, and why they love Steve Austin. And Taz was begrudgingly doing; he was wearing his own merch, and as everyone else was wearing WCW or Austin shirts. And this is where the birth of Hurricane began, began because he gave, Hurricane Shane Helms at that point, or Gregory Helms, I forget which one he was going by, gave Austin the, a Hurricane T-shirt, the, the or not the Hurricane, um. Green Lantern t-shirt. And that's where he became the Hurricane after that. He became a superhero from that point. Um, but the one of the big things was Deborah's cookies. And everyone loves them Deborah cookies. Um, so they do this whole the wind beneath our ring thing. And they're all singing it. And oh my god. And then this is where Milkomania happened. Where Kurt came out and redid the beer angle with the milk truck. Oh, it was so good. Such a great episode overall. To me, I'm going to put that vintage. I can give you vintage. It's not classic, it's vintage. Because if it was a Kurt at moment, strictly Kurt, that's classic. Mm-hmm. But it's Austin, it's, it's uh, vintage. So, let's see. Where do we tie in? I could tie let's it just... in. I could, no, I could tie it in. I found it. Tie it in. So we go way back before all this starts, right? Mm-hmm. And it started with Austin's heel turn, where he joined up with Vincent Kennedy McMahon at WrestleMania 17. I remember this. To me, that's a... Again, I think that's vintage. I don't know if that's classic. I think that's vintage, Austin. He turned heel... Or it might be a what, actually. Because we're not ranking as, we're not ranking best to worst. It's, it's just more categories. Because that was the first time that Austin had joined with McMahon, right? Yes. So that was like the holy shit, what the hell is going on kind of moment of, wait, Austin and Vince are together? Like, literally, what? Like, with all the history that they have and everything that we have on this list, because it's the Austin McMahon storyline. Like, I I think that's a what moment, because I don't think a lot of people knew what to make of it. Mm -hmm. It's just like when Austin and Triple H create the two-man power trip. I think that's underrated. That is way underrated. Because it didn't last long enough. Because Hunter got hurt. They actually had really good chemistry together. I enjoyed that tag team because was that the one? Was that the... Because that was the storyline where they called The Undertaker's wife. Because Hunter was feuding with Taker. Or was Austin feuding with Taker? They, Somebody was feuding with Hunter, Taker. Hunter fought Taker at WrestleMania. So it was coming out of that. So Austin and Hunter were feuding with Taker and Kane coming out. Right. And then Hunter got hurt. Hunter tours quiet. So they wrapped up their matches with them 
at that pay-per-view um, where they won, they retained the tag titles. I think they beat them for the tag titles in April, retained them in May, or it was a singles matches. It was singles matches in May. They won the tag titles in April when it was winner take all or something like that. Mm-hmm. And so they had all the belts, and they were the two-man power trip, and they were going against. Jericho and Redacted, and then Hunter tore his quad, and here we are. They had there, yeah, it, there was steam left in that fire, and it, it it Hunter got hurt, and it sort of fizzled out. And then Austin left not long after that, I believe. Uh, no, a year about late, a year later. A year later, by the time the, by the time Hunter came back, Austin was getting ready to walk out. Yeah, Hunter came back for that mania, and then Austin walked out. Yeah, yeah. Two so months, they were just two months, never... la- two months later. They, they never came back to it. Yeah, they just were never able to revive it. So, I could give that underrated. Um, so speaking of the Undertaker, because you know Austin and the Undertaker and Hunter and Steph. Uh, let's say let's talk about Steve Austin saving Stephanie McMahon from the Undertaker in the Ministry of Darkness angle. <sighs> I can't decide between underrated and what. I think it's a what more than underrated. Because you would never expect a Steve Austin to help a McMahon. And that's what he did. Not only did he help Stephanie in, in some aspects, then he helped Vince. To me, that's a what moment. At least until Vince, you know, revealed himself to be the higher power. Yeah, you, you know, how that goes. Never forget The Undertaker almost married Stephanie McMahon on TV. And to tie all that together, because it ties right into, because you just mentioned the higher power and he and, um. Vince naming himself higher power. At that point, Steve Austin would then become CEO for a couple of weeks of WWE before he would lose in a ladder match at the King of the Ring. And him running the, the, the day-to-day office and him doing this, all the skits they did in the office. Oh, that was great. That's underrated. It's an underrated Steve Austin moment that no one talks about. Because it was only like two weeks long where he was CEO. Mm-hmm. But him going to corporate offices and, and you know, with the secretary and or the receptionist and going to Vince's office and just running roughshod over everything, that's an underrated Steve Austin moment. I can give you underrated. Mm-hmm. Let's see, what else do we have? Let's do a, let's do a classic moment, because we just need to just go ahead and throw it in the classic moment, which is the King of the Ring Austin 316 speech. Yeah, Austin 316 says, I just whooped your ass. He pulled the Bible from John 316 and made it Austin 316. It took a little bit of time for Austin 316 to really take off, but then it became the most popular shirt worldwide, and people still wear it today. And WWE continues to sell it this to this day. For any city you go to, it's something, something, your city, 316. It is the classic speech for Steve Austin. Honestly, it's either classic or overplayed, but we'll go classic. But it's also overplayed. <laughs> It's also overplayed. Like, it it also... Because when you think of the birth of really Stone Cold Steve Austin, that's one of the births of the character where it's, you know, he wins King of the Ring. And he was feuding with... Who was he feuding with? He beat Jake Roberts in the finals. Okay, that's what I thought it was. Because he was like, you know, Jake Roberts talks about John 316. You know, Austin 316 says, I just whooped your ass. So You talk about your Psalms. You talk about your prayers. You talk about your John 316. But Austin 316 just says, says, I just whooped your ass. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's both. But it is a classic moment for Steve Austin. It is. Um, I'm going to give you an overplayed. Okay. I, for me personally, think the Austin bedpanning McMahon is overplayed. No, that's vintage. That's vintage. You really think that's vintage? Yeah. That's vintage Steve Austin. It's vintage Steve Austin, but to me, it's overplayed. No, I can't give you overplayed. See, Chats is classic. No, it's not classic. It's vintage. It's a vintage moment. I go vintage. 
Can we meet in the middle and say what? I can give you a what. I can only give you a what. Because it's not, it's not, it's not a classic. It's a vintage. It's a vintage, but it's, and it's not overplayed. I can give you an overplayed. You okay, what's the overplayed? The Bret Hart one, Bloody Austin. That's overplayed. Yeah, I will give you that. That is overplayed. That's the reason why this category was made. That one's overplayed. Everywhere. With the face full of blood and everybody tries to replicate it. Please stop, by the way. That's not healthy. That's overplayed. 100% overplayed. Let's see. I want to talk about an underrated, at least to me. Okay. Austin blowing up the DX Express. Yeah, I can say that's underrated. That doesn't get nearly enough love because the reason why is they show the bus getting blown up, right? They don't show who's behind the bus getting blown up. And that was Steve Austin when he was feuding with Hunter for the title. No, no, like, no, no. No? No. He was out with Who the neck. Who's he feuding with? He Austin was out with the neck injury and he came back to he came back for like one quick pay-per-view thing to be in the Rock's corner or something. And he came back on a SmackDown, and they blew up the DX Express. But that was against Hunter. Yeah, it was against DX. Yeah, Hunter. Yeah. It was Rock was feuding with him. Austin came back for one-time thing because they wanted a ratings boost on a SmackDown and a pay-per-view. Because <laughs> he didn't come back for another few months. Because, we'll tie this together, he got run down by a car. That's a what. <laughs> yeah, that was a what. That's That's definitely a what. They had to write him off TV. Because he was going to fight for the title that night, but his neck was getting banned. He got dropped on his neck a couple years prior. And, yeah. So, that's a what. So, they ran him over. And then, famously, it goes to Rikishi. I did it for The Rock. I did it for the people. And then everyone doesn't remember Rikishi saying that. Everyone just remembers The Rock making fun of it (laughs) three months later. I know they were trying a thing with Rikishi, but... They were making him a bad man. It didn't work. It totally didn't work. They, they tried. Yeah, when he's like, I did it for The Rock. I did it for the people. Everybody's just kind of standing there. We're like, you committed what? You did what? Yeah. All right. Since we, we talked about it earlier. Uh-huh. Where does Zamboni vintage or classic? I have to go vintage because I don't think people remember the Zamboni, even though it's a fantastic moment, over the beer truck. Like, I think in terms of Austin driving vehicles to the ring and doing things with them or doing things to people by jumping off of them onto them, I think the beer truck still wins out. Beer truck is more is classic. This is a vintage Austin train wreck moment. Yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, it's still really good because Austin just brings the Zamboni to the ring. Everybody's losing their shit. He gets up, he gets off the Zamboni, throws up both middle fingers, screams fuck you, and then just dives onto the people in the ring. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, okay, alright, yeah, that's good. Um, what about Austin pouring concrete into Vince's car? Honestly, I think that's underrated. It doesn't get talked about enough. I think me, more people could talk about that moment because that was a cool moment, and we've done car angles since then, but they made it, Vince had this big, this whole expensive car, and it's a big deal, and he has it, because he's a car collector, and then Austin just dumps all the concrete on it. It's like, oh. oh. And you can still see it. They still have it. You can they go do. to WrestleMania Access, and you can actually see it. And that was all, that was late 98, and that was when he was tormenting Vince, and then like two weeks later, after Survivor Series, after being screwed over at Survivor Series, and he was already fired, and all these things, we got the Bang 360. Oh, this was right before. So I th- was this before Survivor Series? Yeah, this was right before because he was part of Survivor Series. This was right before. And he got a new contract. 
um, thanks to Shane McMahon, and he, you know, the entire night, he's torturing Vince the entire night, and then he drags him, he had a bow and, and, and everything, he drags Vince McMahon, who was in a wheelchair at this point, drags him to the ring, and gets him up on his, you know, stands him up, and then gets him down on knees, and then holds out the gun, and everyone's going, what is he going to do, what's he going to do, and then he, one, puts the contract in Vince McMahon's pocket, two, pulls out the gun, which was a, a cap gun, and the thing falls down and says, bang, 316. And he picks up Vince, and Vince McMahon has piss rolling down his leg. That is a classic moment. That is a classic. Steve that Ross, is... That, that is... It's overplayed as fuck, but it's classic. Honestly, it's underrated, too. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's all the things, but it's... It's classic. It, when you talk about the annals of WWE and the annals of, of the Attitude Era, and you look back on it, it is one of those iconic moments that you just, I don't think anybody will ever forget because it was at the height of Austin's popularity. It was the height of the Vince Austin feud. And it was just so, I can't stop saying it, just iconic. Like I, there's no other way to describe it. Iconic. Iconic. The, the but yeah, no, it is, it is a moment that will live forever in the history of WWE because of its importance and because of what it did. Um, something they don't talk about, though. Talk about the another gun angle. The Austin Pillman gun angle that has just been utterly buried um, by history. Uh, for, for a variety of reasons. For, for a variety of good reasons, we're going to say. Um, it, it, it's, it's Pillman's got a gun because... So, Austin and Pillman are sort of feuding, and Pillman's, you know, injured, and he's at his home, and and all these things. And Austin threatens to come to his house, so he's in his house wherever, it, wherever it was in Kentucky or wherever it was, and he breaks into his house, and then all you hear is Raw goes after. You hear Kevin Kelly screaming, "He's got a gun! He's got a gun! He's got a gun!" And then everything goes black, and you do, you hear things, and that that's about it. It's an underrated angle. It's a what moment because it's breaking and entering with a guy who's now holding a gun <laughs> on live television. I, I don't know where to put. I it's it, I think it's a what. I can give you a what just because it's not underrated, but it's it's not quite vintage. No. And they don't really acknowledge it based on what happens in it. They're just kind of like, oh, hi. This yeah, was, this happened. This was sort of like, we're going to try to get into the attitude. This was like sort of attitude era, but we didn't get, we were trying to figure things out type era. Yeah. And it was like, uh, it was, it, it was, a, it was weird. Because it was like, this was like a year, I think it was like a year before they, the Attitude Era really started, so they were there, but they were trying edgy TV. It, yeah, it's a what? It was a very strange transitional time for WWE. <laughs> that is, that's a good way to put it. Alright, what's next? Alright, up next. Um, speaking of transitional times, we could talk about this. The Austin Supermarket Showdown with Booker T. Oh man, where do we even put it? Kind of, it's it's not underrated. It's not classic. It's overplayed. I hate to do this to him. I really, really, really do. Like I hate to do this to him, but yeah, I kind of gotta 
go there with it as well. It's kind of one of those things that you're like... It was cool. It was cool. But it also makes me weep at how much food, like, WWE wastes when you really think about it. So, it's like, oh, man. But... Yeah, it was fun to watch, but it was also a long bit that you remember a couple things from, but a lot of it was just, eh. Because you can't tell me multiple things from that. You just remember it happening. So it's overplayed. Yeah, I'll, I can give you overplayed. Okay, what's next? Up next, we have Austin Dunning McMahon. The first time. The first time. In Madison, <laughs> in Madison Square Garden. I um, realize it's like thinking about it, it's like, oh wait, he stunned McMahon a lot. We probably should clarify. So he, stun- he, he stuns wrestling announcer Vincent Kennedy McMahon in Madison Square Garden for the first time. And that's where it all sort of started. To me, that's a classic moment because that's where it happened the first time. I can give you a classic moment. It's like on the, it's between classic and vintage, so it's on the low end of classic, but it's a classic Steve Austin moment. I can give you that. Okay. Up next, we have Austin versus McMahon at the St. Valentine's Day Massacre. So this was them, they had the, this is them meeting in the ring in a cage match, an awkward cage match. Vince bruises his tailbone coming off the cage. Um, this was a, a black steel cage, not what classic cages we see now. It's like the blue cage, but black. It was a it was a fight of some sort. This was where the big show Paul White de- debuted in WWE by throwing Austin through the cage wall. Mm, I think it's a what? I could say it's a what or it's yeah. I can put it in what. I don't want to say it's underrated because it it's doesn't not. It's not under- underrated. No, it's a it's it's a what? Yeah. It's a what? It's a what. Okay. Next. Austin versus Owens at last year's WrestleMania. The the return of 316. I want to say this is classic or vintage. Vintage. The impact that this had, that we're still talking about it almost a year later without this tier list, I think says everything that you need to say. I think the boost that Kevin Owens got off of this is just tremendous. And it was Austin's first match in, what, 20-something years? In 19 years. Like, it was... It's a thing. It was a really cool thing to see. And yeah, I think it's just vintage. Because it brought Austin... It gave Austin a relevance that he hadn't had in a while. And what I mean by that is, like, Steve Austin has been retired for 19 years. And he shows up. He drinks his beer. He shakes his head. He throws up his middle fingers. He stuns somebody. He leaves. To have that moment where Austin wrestles again, or the first time in 19 years, was really big for not only old fans, like Rock and I, because we're old, to young fans who get to see it for the first time, who get to experience it. Now, do they get to experience classic Austin? No. But they get to see Stone Cold wrestle in the year of our Lord, too, which is pretty cool. Yeah. When, especially for, and I can speak from experience on this, when you're a fan and you watch it all on video, where you see all the moments on video and everything like someone like Austin did, right? And they've been long retired. It's like, oh man, I'll never see them wrestle. Now you got to. Even if it's only one more time. It's like, you know, not to sidetrack onto The Undertaker, but just the the impact of the fact that he was active for 30 years. And how many generations have been impacted by this? How many, in, how many generations or how large of an impact will Austin wrestling again at Mania have on future generations. Yeah. We don't know. We don't know. But it was pretty cool. All right. Two more moments. 
Austin winning his first WWE title. Classic. Eh. You're going to have to take this one because I these these last two I don't know as well. So So Austin wins the Rumble or or yeah, Austin wins the Rumble for a second time in a row. Goes on to fight Sean at WrestleMania 14. Sean has a bad back because he fought The Undertaker and hit the casket. This was the culmination of the Austin Tyson thing. Tyson punched Michaels. Austin wins the title. Tyson makes the count. One, two, three. Uh, Vintage. Vintage. I mean, vintage. Yeah. No, classic. Other one, the Rumble win is vintage. His first Rumble win. Because it was controversial. Him winning the title is classic. Him winning the Rumble... In 97 is vintage. Yeah, on that logic. Yeah, we'll go with that. Because he won the Rumble, because he, he was technically thrown out, but they didn't catch it. Came back in, got rid of Brett and stuff at the end, and Undertaker, and then Sid at, the, Sid at the end. Or Vader at the end. It was Vader, Austin, Taker, and Brett, the final four. Because that led to the next pay-per-view. Yeah, so that's vintage. Austin winning title is classic. Yeah. I'm okay. I'm, sa- I'm satisfied with that. Had to play okay. the, I had as long to play. as you're satisfied. I had to play the logic out of my head. I know. So that's our tier list. That's our tier list. Do you agree with our tier list? Let us know. Where can they tweet us, Rock? At Well Talk Radio. At Rock Radio Show. You know the places. Or at Lens Ward. There you go. But that does it for us. So, plug away. As mentioned, you can check out our review of WWE 2K23 now available on all social media, or all podcasting platforms, or, or YouTube.com slash Rock Radio Show. Saturday night, 9.30 p.m. Eastern, is Fortnite with Friends, followed at 11.30 p.m. Eastern by CB Radio Live at 11.30 p.m. Eastern, where we'll do greater and greater beta of some sort. What are we doing this week? I put, probably should put it together. I haven't put it together. Uh, did I write one? Did I have a list? We look. We're looking. CBRadioLive.com. Go to greaterthangreatdebate.com. Why did I put that? I'll have to figure that one out. Okay. I don't know why you do. I, I, I don't know. I, I have to Google things later. Anyway, cbreadalive.com. Sunday, 7 p.m. Sunday at Russell Talk Radio, 10 p.m. Eastern. Monday, it's Roll Post at 11 p.m. Eastern. Have you checked out Cbreadalive Not So Live? We're reviewed AEW Revolution. That's available at cbreadalive.com right now as well. Now, Wild Talk Radio on Twitter, Facebook.com, since Wild Talk Radio Network. It's Rock Radio Show on all social media platforms or wherever you get your podcasts Stitcher, Amazon, Apple. You name it, just search the Rack Radio Show. YouTube.com slash Rack Radio Show for the WWE 2K23 review and more reviews coming soon. If you have Amazon Prime link to your Twitch account, it's called Prime Gaming. Support the channel by clicking the purple rectangular button below the screen. You can also use Creator Code Rockazon or Lin's M. Ward in the Fortnite app shop or Epic Game Store when you buy like, battle passes and skins and all the things. Why? We are hashtag Epic Partners. You can follow me on most of the social medias at Lensward, L-E-N-S-W-D. You can check out my Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash Lensward, where I stream Genshin Impact. You can also check out my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash at symbol Lensward, Lensward on the YouTubes, or lensward.rockradioshow.com. I have my review content up for your viewing pleasure. I also have my gameplay available for your viewing pleasure. It should be up and maybe live here soon um, in terms of my WWE 2K I, playthrough. I can tell you it's up because I got a it's- notification during the show. Okay, good. It processed. Yay. Um, it was processing during the show, and it's like, you have five hours. And I'm like, okay, great. That's awesome. Thank you, YouTube. So anyway, so it is up and available if you want to watch my gameplay uh, through WWE 2K23, and you can check it out. It does launch tomorrow, so 
If you guys are interested, please go pick it up. It's a very, very fun game. It's beautiful. You'll love it. It's it's a great stepping stone in terms of the franchise where they built off of what they did last year. So please go check it out. Why does it have a copyright claim? <laughs> anyway. Video. Some video in there. Oh, no. No. Crap. Okay, all right. I'll have to take a look at it. But it's available on YouTube. You can go check it out. Um, like, subscribe, ring the bell, do all the things. Follow my Twitch channel, do all the things. Use the creator code, because I'm a hashtag epic partner. And while you're there, please go check out Matt's content. MBG Films, YouTube.com slash MBG1211. So I'm going to go figure out why my video has a copyright strike. Barack, I'm Lindsay Ward. You've been listening to Rack here on WallTalkRadio.com, and we will see you later. Bye.